Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Was probably a man as we welcome Jason Longshore in. Get ready to call Atlanta United Orlando tonight. Morning, sir, and uh, thanks for getting up and joining us. What's up, guys? And, and of course, if you like music, you have to be a Tina Turner fan. She was the, the best. Say, see, simply, simply. Si- oh, there you go. Simply the best. Um, I was going to ask you this because I didn't tell you. Um, I asked you this when we talked. Have you already left? Are you already in Orlando? Or are you guys leaving some point to get down there? And yeah, we're in Orlando now, getting ready for the game tonight. Okay, all right, man. Well, let's, I wasn't sure if they traveled the day of. Yeah, That's, that was the thing. No, you're down there early, and you, you're getting set for Orlando City. First meeting with these guys. Is this still a rivalry? You know, they tried to make this be a rivalry, and it was. There was some nastiness with the fans down there a few years back. Is that vibe still there? Or has that been replaced now by Nashville and Charlotte? I think it's still a rivalry. I think, look, Atlanta United is just going to be a team that is a a rival of varying degrees for a lot of different teams. Um, I think Orlando has kind of their own issues with Miami now that they're in the league. Atlanta has Charlotte and Nashville. But Atlanta, Orlando, just go back through the history of both of these teams since 2017. The first six games that they played, all had drama or crazy moments or incredible goals. You did have issues with the fans. I think you still have that underlying current to a degree. It's just, I don't think this is going to be a team in Atlanta United that has one rival and that's it. You know, it's it's honestly kind of like Georgia football where it feels like every other game is a rivalry game. And some of it's down to history and some of it is just down to Atlanta United to big team in this league and it's a game that other teams circle on their calendar when the schedule comes out as a big deal and the fans do too so these games are big and they have a different feel than you know a game against Colorado or or New England or or some other teams that just don't have that same emotion with it spending time on the waitfor.com outline this one with Jason Longshore he is in Orlando along with Mike Conti he'll be on the call tonight for Atlanta United against Orlando City he is social you can find him always on Twitter, at Longshoe, at Longshoe. Okay, last week, um, have a lead on the road, three points in your sight, in your grasp, and it slips away. Um, thoughts about that? You bring a draw. Sometimes you, when does a draw feel like a loss? Last week is one of those times. How do they resolve that? Because you, you know, always hear Gonzalo Pineda talk about intensity, and you got to do it for 90 minutes. Yeah, I think what's frustrating about it is last week with the the Wednesday win at home and then getting a draw on the road, you don't you take the the way the game flowed out of it and you just look at those two results and you say, "Oh, that's that's a good week. That's that's a really good week." But then when you go into how the draw happened in Chicago, you get the man advantage in the first half. Uh, Chicago then comes back to go up to one 
then you come back to go up 3-2, and then you can't close it out, and you only end up getting a point out of that. It's frustrating, and I don't, I don't really know how to explain it in an easy way because I don't think it's necessarily, in this case, intensity or urgency. I think sometimes when you get down late in games like this, and Toronto was another example of it, you just have to make plays. And it's not about a system or a shape or any of that. It's about making the big play at the end of the game. And you have to do that defensively. And I think this team has the players who can. I think they do a good job across the 90 minutes of not giving up a lot of opportunities, not giving up many shots, not giving up many passes into the 18. All those defensive metrics that you look for that are good things about the way this team plays. But they give up goals late in games that aren't goals they should give up. And it's just... I don't know if it's an awareness thing. I don't know if it's just, you know, getting down to sacrificing your body into some of those situations, throwing your body in front of a shot, in front of a cross, making sure it doesn't get in, but just down to making plays at the end of the game. And sometimes things are as simple as that. And I think that was the case in Chicago where it's yours. The three points on the road is yours. Even in a game where you did fall behind after having the man advantage, you come back, you get that 3-2 lead. Yakimakis came in and was outstanding, and you don't get the full reward for it. And it's got to change because when you have a team that is scoring 28 goals in a season, averaging two goals per game, that's crazy. And they shouldn't have some of the losses and draws that they have because they're scoring so many goals. They conceded 24, and that's not good enough, and that's got to change. Sam, you know how Jason has continued to educate me. It's like the education of Greg when it comes to soccer. And what has happened is I take some of the comments from you and, and Jason when you guys are talking about things, and I'm, I'm trying to find ways that I can connect with some of the you know, little fine points that you guys are talking about. So I just did this a second ago, and I don't know that this is fair. So, Jason, I'm going to ask you if this is a fair assessment of what you were just talking about because yeah. I draw, I draw um, the correlation between what you describe to what I like to describe as want to in basketball, and that is rebounding. This is not a skill that you go out and practice. Rebounding is something that you decided that I can outdo this other guy and I'm going to make this play. And I'm wondering if what you just described is a level of want to or lack thereof with this Atlanta United team when, say, maybe, okay, we were up 3 nothing or 3-whatever, and these guys came back. It's almost the end of the game. As you're saying, they need to make a play, but maybe are they satisfied with a draw? and leaving you know, that match that way and not wanting to apply themselves just a little bit more of what you were describing, that want to, to make a play? I don't think it's quite that simple, but I, I don't think you're far off either. And, and just the idea of you know, comparing it to basketball, I think, is, is a great comparison here. And you know, the, the one person who did take rebounding past a, a want to thing was Dennis Rodman, where you're studying how guys shoot and you're studying – where the ball's going to come off, off the rim, off the backboard, all those kinds of things. I mean, he took it to an art form, which is insane. But you have to be able to flip a switch at times. And for a team like Atlanta United that is a, you know, a high-powered attacking team, and that's what the bulk of your work is going to be. That's the type of players you have. You have incredibly talented, gifted guys with the ball, scoring goals, creating goals, dribbling past players, hitting passes that you just can't find. 
anywhere else. Things like that that are the attacking side of the game. Sometimes you have to flip the switch and and be gritty and be that guy who is you know, maybe not going to have the ball for two, three minutes, but is just going to shift side to side and is going to track that runner and is going to you know, stab a, a foot in to make sure that pass doesn't connect. It's maybe going to shove that guy down after, after the play is over and intimidate those kinds of things. The, the little things that get you wins, it's hard to flip a switch and go from being a, you know, a glamor attacking kind of team to a gritty defensive team. And you've got to find enough of a balance to do it. And it's, it's difficult. You've got, you get guys in basketball who are, great players in the first three quarters and they don't have that grittiness or that clutch gene at the end to make the play to, to get it done. You have guys who find a way to get it done. And I think Atlanta United has to just find a way to get it done late in games where they have those leads and the game gets gritty and the game gets a little, you know, ugly in terms of it's not going to have a flow. It's not going to connect. You're going to have to play a ball into the upper deck sometimes to, to just kill the clock or get the ball out of your defensive third Things like that, they've just got to find a way to close those games out and celebrate that side of a win as much as a three- or four-goal offensive output. Spending time talking with Jason Longshore, getting set for Atlanta United and Orlando City. Okay, that said, Jason, I'm looking at the availability list here, and it's getting longer and longer. It's pretty long this week. You want to do those things, but you got some faces that you would want to count on that probably won't be available today. Yeah, you're going to be missing Franco Ibarra, who is one of those grit guys. You're going to be missing him due to yellow card accumulation. You're going to be missing Luis Araujo due to the red card, two yellows that he got in Chicago. Um, still dealing with a couple of injuries. And Marcedic is getting closer to coming back. Eric Lopez is still working his way back to, to provide extra depth up top. But I think you get a couple of things, and you look at that list. One is Yorgos Yakimakis is – a guy who's come off the bench twice in a row now and maybe is in a position to start if you look at his trajectory in terms of 30 minutes and in 45. You would think he can go more than 45, which would put him in a position to start today. And Brad Gazan was upgraded to questionable. And that's one of the underrated things here with this group. And you talk about those late-game moments and you talk about making plays and getting things done and leadership. Brad Gazan's the captain of this team. He has been from almost day one. And he is he's one of the captains almost since day one. And he is essential in those kinds of moments. And the fact that he has worked himself back after an injury that was supposed to be 10 to 12 weeks to be questionable this early and be participating in training, it's just a, a testament to his dedication, how much he cares about this club and how much he cares about this team and trying to change some of those draws into wins late in games. I think Brad Kazan getting that close is a really big deal for this group. I was going to ask you, how, how soon do you, do you think? I've seen video of him working out here in the last few weeks. And he looks like he's moving fine. Of course, that's, that, that, that's either during training. It's not actually on the pitch during a match. But how far away do you, would you say that, that he is? I don't think he's far away at all. I watched training on Tuesday, and it was the full session was open to the media, and He's throwing his body around, making saves, organizing. Um, he had a huge presence. He looked like the Brad Gazan that, that we know and we've seen many times for Atlanta United. So I don't think he's far off at all. Fantastic, folks. Fantastic. Of course, Atlanta United coming your way here tonight. 
on Sports Radio 92.9 game. That's a great way to get your holiday weekend started, right? And tune in and listen to them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you staying in on Saturday night. Yeah, or okay. it could start it's, off your Saturday night. It starts off because you got an extra day. Yeah. You know, Monday, right? Well, you know, if you're like me, you don't go out till 1130 at night. <laughs> See, so you can listen to the whole game, Greg. You, you can listen to the whole game, take a shower, and I'm ready to hit the streets at 11, 1130. <laughs> exactly. You can be celebrating a big Atlanta United win on the road. And you would, and you if probably, that were the case, you'd you probably, know, get, you probably get you a boom Yakamaka. You'd be ready to go out if you get the boom Yakamaka. You know that I have jumped in a DeLorean and it is now 1992, <laughs> and that's how I'm going out like that. <laughs> Jason, you know, you, 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 you are referred to now as the fifth Beatle. Oh, no. Yes, I'm you are. Best? Meaning that when we're gone, one of us are gone, Sam, you're you the guy who fills in. So that's the analogy. Anyway. I'll take it. <laughs> hey, man, get a win and travel safely. And um, look forward to talking to you again, Jason. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate J- it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.